moika! Hey! Welcome to our podcast, Mastering Finland. I'm Jean and I'm from California. I'm Petra and I'm from the Czech Republic. We're here to chat about our life in Finland. Welcome back to the Mastering Finland podcast. Hope everybody's having a great summer. I'm Matt and I'll be your host for this episode. Our guest today is early artist. Early is an American who lives in Helsinki. He's a teacher and a student. And he's also a father, and he's in a few of these groups who are aimed at supporting fathers in Finland, which we're going to talk about more later. Thanks for being with us today, Early. Oh, thank you for having me, Matthew. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it's great to to finally get to do this. We've been talking about this for a while, and <laughs> right, right. It's been quite a you know busy summer with the sun and your 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 uh, little child. You know, yeah. oh yeah. So- we're both a little swamped here, and <laughs> but I'm glad we got to make time. So, indeed, indeed. So I know that you've been kind of all over the world, and why don't you tell us a bit about that? Well, I've traveled. Uh, I like to travel. I, you know, when I was a kid, I wrote, read that book uh, "On the Road" by Jack Kerouac, and that really. It messed with my head in a in a good way. I just wanted to get out there and dig my kicks and all this. And uh, and you know, I've been surfing for a long time, so I would just go to these countries and and uh, find surfing, but also find somewhere where I could teach. And I would go and teach for free in in these different countries uh, in South America and Asia. And uh, so it was like a a two prong attack. I go surf and teach and make sure that uh, both are close to each other. And, uh, and so it worked out really good. I got to, you know, I got to teach in some villages in South America. I taught in Cambodia and Thailand. And just before coming here, I was taught uh, a couple years in India. So, uh, um, it, it, yeah, so I, I, I love to travel and and uh, and to reach out and help uh, the youth around the world. And uh, and uh, this uh, allowed me to do it. And uh, like I said, the best of both worlds, surfing and, and teaching. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's a pretty awesome story, like being able to travel around like that and be able to find a way to do something that you love and and something else that you love to kind of, I guess, allow you to keep on doing it, you know? Yeah, it's I was lucky because, you know, I I was living in Brooklyn, in New York City, and I, I, I had this job bartending and it was a mom and pop restaurant. So I was able to like leave sometimes for six months sometimes for a couple years. And every time I come back to town, uh, they'd hire me again. Now, I couldn't do that at a corporate job. They'd be like, I'm like, I'm going away for six months to go do some uh, philanthropy. And they're like, well, we can't promise you a job when you get back. You know? right. And so, so, you know, I was, I was lucky to, to be able to have that. And, uh, you know, the uh, restaurant owner, I love him to death. He's a great guy, and uh, you know, it just helped me, you know, be able to start traveling and uh, do all these things. And uh, so, I'm, I'm really grateful that, that I was put in that position. Awesome. So, when and how did you end up 
in Finland? Well, like 90% of the men out here, we met a Finnish woman and uh, they dragged us here and uh, we and we followed and because they, they have the children, <laughs> yes. you know. So uh, I came and that was not even a choice for me. I really wanted to, I had to be next to my my children and uh even though me and the mom are not together anymore i i wanted to be at least in the same country as my children and uh because there was no other way i would have been too distraught if i i wouldn't be able to see my children um even as little as i see them now i i, I wouldn't have been able to see them at all if i lived back in brooklyn yeah. Um, so that happened in 2015. I came here uh, and uh, started living. So it's been about six and a half years. Yeah, it was 2015 January. So it's been about two and a, uh, six and a half years now. I've been in, in Finland, and I really like it. I, I really love Finland. It, it suits me. You know, going from yeah. the big megalopolis like New York City <laughs> to a little scaled down metropolis, you know, it's, and with a lot of nature and trees and all, you know. So it, it was like, uh, it was, I love feeling. And you can still go surfing. I mean, it's probably not the best surfing, but you can still go surfing. Oh, yeah, they're surfing and people are always surprised when I tell them. In fact, Matthew, they're surfing up uh, near Pori. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would recommend. I have never surfed before. I've never even tried. Uh, uh, most I've ever done is boogie boarding, which that's fine. <laughs> we need the world needs spongers too. But what I would say, <laughs> I would say that people who uh, don't think there's surf in Finland, just to Google surf Finland, and you'll see some some people on waves. But I'm in a surf club. There's there's actually two surf shops here in Helsinki. So it's here. And uh, so I'm not too far away from it either. Yeah. Well, yeah. sometime you'll have to come in and do uh, Uttari then because it is, you know, it is the biggest beach in Finland, I think. Um, uh-huh. yeah. So, you know, catch, catch some waves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd love to. <laughs> All right. Well, love yeah, to. Very, yeah, a lot of people have the same it's true. A lot of people have the same uh, story as to how they, you know, love brings them in some kind of way to Finland. And, um, but you said you, you, you've done some, uh, Finnish language courses. You've done about what, 13 months. Yeah. When I first, yeah. When I first got here, I got here in January and in February, they put me in Finnish language, uh, classes and that lasted 13 months. And, uh, before that was, even finished, I applied to university and got into university. So I've been in school the whole time. I've been here in Finland pretty much because I'm getting extra uh, credentials and uh, so I can work with children with special needs. So I got another year. I'm taking another extra year of classes starting next month. Uh, And the socionomy degree, social service degree, you know, uh, is I, I just have to turn in my thesis and I'll be graduating that in a couple months. So I've really taken advantage of the whole 
free education system, which which is just just really nice, you know, and it's just, you know, you're sitting home bored, you're an American, you're sitting home bored here in Finland, like, uh, wait, university is free? Maybe, maybe I should check it out. You know, I got nothing to lose. I'm not out of pocket for it, you know? And so I, I, you know, I, I took advantage of my surroundings and, uh, you know, I'm better for it. And I've been able to like reach out to so many people. And if it wasn't for that, I don't think I'd would have met you or uh, been trained at the Finnish Refugee Council to be a peer support group leader and then uh, do these peer groups in in Helsinki. And so uh, I'm I'm just always looking for for new things and what's next. I'm looking what's next after next year when I'm finished these classes. Like, what do I want to do after that? You know, and that's one of the great things about Finland that just there's so so much uh, uh, free or inexpensive paths for you to get your education and and just better yourselves in your job or, or life. Yeah. You know? So it's yeah. So I really I really appreciate that about feeling. Well, what's your uh, fluency level right now in Finnish? Are you pretty good or? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing, Matthew. <laughs> uh, after 13 months, it was good, but I've been working in English kindergartens. Okay, like for six years now. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it takes all my effort just to understand what the little kids are saying. You know, <laughs> and so yeah. I don't like when I try. It's kind of funny because when I try to speak Finnish with my friends, they're like, "Stop, just <laughs> just you know, talk to us in English," and you know. But I do plan on going back to all my notes. I have a stack of like notes like this from that 13 months. When I, after next year, I'm going to go dive, get a real dive, you know, deep dive into these notes, get into the Finnish language and hopefully be better at it. Especially since my two young daughters speak fluent Finnish, obviously. And, you know, their English is lacking, but they try. Yeah. Uh, did you have to do like an internship when you were doing the language course? I've done several internships. The the language one I did at a Finnish uh, daycare, Finnish Pivokoti. Okay. And I was there for two months. And I'm with the little kids, the two and a half, the three and a half year old kids. It was quite a big daycare. Uh, this one had over 100 students. So what I found out was that me and this these two and a half year old kids, our finish was about the same. So I, I would be able to hang out with them and talk with them and it would be fine because they didn't know too many difficult <laughs> words. So we were all like, it was all good. We were like, yeah, uh, I understand you, you understand me, you know. But as soon as you go to the break room and adults are talking, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. Like, Mita? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dive deeper once uh, the, the next year, next summer. I'm gonna get really really into it, and uh, I just have to like use it more, just uh, and not be too shy about. Because you know, us Americans, our mouths don't work so well with foreign languages. Like it's <laughs> yeah. just, it's not it's not shaped like that. We're like like. 
American English is like the a brutish English. It's just like, yeah. you know, it's just, and we just don't have the pronunciation, the, the eau de revoir or whatever. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, we, we definitely open our mouths differently to say the words. And we don't learn how, <laughs> we don't have to do things like the trill with the, you know, the R or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah, don't get me started in <laughs> Spanish. Yeah, so, I, yeah, you know, I, I do want, and that's the thing about being in Finland or any foreign country, you know, it's like, it's like the saying, when in Rome, do as the Romans do, you know, so you want to soak up the culture. You yeah, want to, you know. Absolutely. And uh, you want to, like, be able to, and, and it's just respect uh, toward Finland to do that. And uh, they've given so much to me. The least I can do is, you know, learn the language yeah. better. Yeah, and, uh, I think that that's, so, that's absolutely how I feel as well. Like, it's the least you can do is yeah. try to learn the language as much as possible. Right, exactly. It is difficult, but. Yeah. Well, you're, you're studying early childhood education, right? Yes. I'm studying, yeah, social services. With. And you've been writing a thesis on integrating into Finnish culture and society, right? So, right. Do you want to talk about that a little bit, or? Well, the thesis is a project I I started and I I did at a a primary school here in Helsinki for kids seven to twelve years old. And basically, I'm. I'm using this integration tool for uh, work, like community work theory. So basically I, I have them, I had the kids go and do volunteer work in the community. So they might feel more accessible because a lot of the kids, their, their only social time is at school, you know? Yeah. And so there's no other social circle they have. And then, a lot of the kids are only here for one year or two years while their parents do their contract and they're back to, to China or India. Um, so those are the kids that were, I was concerned for. You know, how can I get them to go out into society and mingle with people and mingle with uh, institutions so they don't go back to their home country in a year or two and be like, well, Finland was just a dead time to me. I just wasted two years, you know, and I don't, you know, and so I'm very concerned about that. So I had, I had the children, we volunteered, we went to elderly home and made gift baskets for them and sang songs. We went to the firehouse. We went to parliament house. We had a learning day at OD library, which was very popular where they all got to teach, you know, customers coming into the library, different, skills from origami to playing the piano to making pizza. So we had like kids spread out all over the library doing that. And, and, you know, so all these different things. And the general idea is you give something of yourself, something of your time into the Finnish community, and then the community gives it back to you. And basically that's what the thesis is about. And it, it was very... The project w- was great. It was very, you know, successful, and I'm hoping that I can frame this in a way, my thesis, where I can give it to MIGRI or the unemployment office or refugee centers or other NGOs. Where, like, I just handed my thesis and I'm like, here's, I have an idea, 
and give it to them and like maybe make a group where I can get people and like we go out and do things in the community. So to uh, facilitate their integration, you know, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So it's not just for students. It's for like it's for all immigrants and, you know, asylum seekers, refugees and and because uh, there are different integration tools, you know, people use. And one of them Finland obviously used with me was put me into Finnish language class. So if I went to Finnish language class, maybe if I also did these community things, you know, I think to to supplement that with, you know, the the language classes, I think it's invaluable. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. So I have plans with that to, to submit it to different uh, organizations over the next year. And uh, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, that sounds great. I really hope it takes off because I don't know of any, groups out there that are doing anything like that you know off the top of my head at least and it's i mean that's such a good way to have people connect with their community and it probably makes the community appreciate those people uh more as well too you know well absolutely because both sides win you know yeah you get people who might not have been introduced to each other like having dialogue and you get different uh, circumstances where, you know, at the elderly home, they got to speak to the elderly. At the fire station, they got to talk to the firemen, and, and you know, and so, yeah, so all these different uh, avenues toward this community work and, and uh, development. And so, you know, even peer and mentor could take the kids, take the kids to a high school yeah. and have them, you know, mix with the with the older kids for a day, you know, do that once a, a month or something like that. And so we've had classes do that before. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, and, and Finland is only getting more globalized and that's what they want. Yeah. So in the kindergarten, I see it firsthand. I see a lot of international students whose parents are only here for a short time and this the social circle is only at the school uh and so i uh, i want these kids to get out more just go out and you know it's all right go to hop lop that's another thesis that's someone else's thesis but mine is more like work community work yeah 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 let's, let's go clean a park or let's let's uh, have a food drive and no, donate the, the food to a food bank, you know, Yeah, which is something we did also. So, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I was very happy with the results and I'm uh, just waiting to see what I can do with it in the future. Excellent. Excellent. So you, I mean, teaching seems to be something that you're very passionate about. And I think that just any kind of work that helps people giving back to people that that seems to be you know where you where you feel the the best and is this just how you've always been or is this something that you had like a a moment in your life that you just realized like, that this is kind of what you wanted to to go for well i've i've always been interested in helping youth and you know fulfill their goals i think it's such a unique time in life where they can are highly influenceable and so Especially in these days, there's so much chatter and TV and social media, and it's hard to like just get a real sense of who you are nowadays because you're maybe just 
comparing yourselves to other students, to other people online, to influencers, to magazine covers. And it's just a really like when I grew up, I had none of the, it is like a hundredfold now from when I grew up. It's a freak scene now. It's a zoo a circus. And so, oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I believe, uh, Kids and they just kids, you know, they just want they know if someone cares about them and, and passionate about it, and that's why I also did it for free when I was going to these countries because I didn't need the money and I just volunteered. I and it wasn't like I joined a company and they okay, you go here and like I would just show up in the village like, hey, you need someone to teach math or English? They're like, yes, yeah, sure, you know, and they like, you know, I couldn't do that in Europe. Or, or, or you know America, you know. So, yeah. but these countries in South America and Asia, where they're starving for teachers, starving for dedicate dedicated uh, people to interact with the, the kids, you know, um, when they don't have much budget or, or no budget, and so it was just a pleasure to to, to do this, and I, I felt honored. So I've been doing it for a while. I, I believe it started with my parents, my my. Mother and father are very generous. They gave money to like causes, you know, some of the stuff I didn't know till I was older. You know, they were giving money to kids in Africa, kids in Asia, you know, these things. I had no idea they were doing that for you know, 12, 14 years before I found out. So that kind of mindset, just like, and that's how I grew up. This, like, you know, just wanting to help people and uh, and also have a good time surfing. It's 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 no fun going into I don't know just going somewhere and there's no outlet for you and you just kind of get like stressed out. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and I, I can't even tell you how many nice people, families who like let me stay in their home while I was teaching for months. Uh, the students who were just amazing and thirsty for knowledge and. Uh, so when I came here, it was just like a, a natural progression to get back into to get teaching, but to get certified. And that's what I basically did. I already have a college degree in psychology, but you can't really do anything with that, you know. So by getting doing this uh, social services with uh, specializing in early childhood education and care, I'm now able I'm certified. I can teach as long as I want here in Finland. And that feels good. So yeah, I, yeah, it feels really good. And uh, I just I'm going to be continuing my studies and see how far I can go. And you know, yeah, so you get to just grow this whole thing that you've you've been doing for so long. You can just grow it here, and it allows you to still you know be able to have uh, your relationship with your with your daughters. And it's a it, it works. It it's a good way to to keep it all going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love it here in Finland. I got I got something to say too about that, because a lot of Finns ask me, and I want you to stop doing this, Finns, <laughs> asking me like, why'd you move here? And like, <laughs> with that face too, like, eh, you know, I'm like, what are you talking about, man? This is place. This place is gorgeous. You know, you don't know what you have. Like, yeah, you know. Geez, like um, one time uh, a few years ago, I, I for Christmas I was in Rome with some friends back from New York City. They came and met me in Rome, and I was telling these people in Rome, "Hey, uh, they're like, where are you from?" I'm like, "Well, I live in Finland." They're like, "Finland's awesome!" 
I'm like, you guys need to get on the plane with me, come back and start telling these people because they don't believe. <laughs> so it's like all these people around the world love Finland, except the feds who live here. Yeah. And uh, I think they should like really, you know, appreciate that more. <laughs> well, they, they tend to be, yeah, they would, some, some of them will question why, why would you like it? But they also want you to say that you like it too. Like, uh, I, I noticed when I first came, everybody who asked me, how do you like it? How do you like it? It was, it was like, if I said, oh, it's terrible or something, that would have been like the worst thing I could have possibly said. And they would have been horrified. <laughs> yeah. So I think that they, they are very, you know, I think that a lot of Finns, really do love Finland and they're very proud of it, but they, and they want other people to appreciate it as well. But it is true that sometimes people are just like, I don't understand why anybody would want to come here or why, why we're considered the happiest country and all this. Right. Yeah. You're, you're the happiest country. You're a social welfare state. Uh, You have just gorgeous people, lovely weather, like nature, just everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> yeah like clean well, it's very clean very clean very the air clean. is like the highest yeah. quality in the world it's you know it's awesome and, it, and you can tell this when you go out yeah. and experience it you know it's you go out into the into the woods and at nighttime you hear nothing but the nature you don't hear cars you don't hear ambulances uh, <laughs> yeah you don't you don't hear a whole bunch of you know, city noise and, yeah. and you just kind of, you, you, you actually start to feel something. You feel connected to the earth and everything. Like it's, it, it, it's, it's a very, I mean, it's like almost like a spiritual experience really. Yeah. yeah. And I guess maybe they take it for granted. I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe they probably do. I mean, if someone, if you go to Hawaii, no one's looking at you like, why'd you move to Hawaii? Why'd you move here? <laughs> Absolutely no one asking you. They know why. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you come sooner? <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I just want, I want fans to stand up and have pride in their, their country, which I'm sure they do. But, you know, yeah. And just realize how, how, how awesome it is for, especially for a couple of Americans like ourselves. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so we we met through Familia's um, Duo Fathers group uh, earlier this year, and I think we should talk a little bit about that because I think the the it was three three weeks I think right we had three weeks uh, right where we basically did like a Zoom call with whoever was registered and attending. It was free and everything, and it was you know whatever was said in there stays in there stays between us it was you know you could really talk about whatever was was going on and we had a couple of i think there was a main idea that we wanted to talk about each week uh the first one was like coping with the um present and overcoming the challenges of daily life uh then we did something that was uh what the reflection of uh, for future direction our experience with fatherhood uh, we were talking a lot about, you know, our own fathers and father figures and what they kind of taught us to do or not to do. Um, and uh, and then the last one was focused on the role of the multicultural father in Finland. And and I know that the, the 
the duo groups were kind of only open to non-Finns, right? Like they were trying to keep it just the international people. And I think that we we all kind of were like, well, I mean, if anybody wanted to, you know, Finnish father wanted to join in with us, we wouldn't mind. But I guess that was just one of the rules that Familia had. And maybe they'll change that in the future. But I don't, I think that they, they intend to maybe do more in the future. Um, and I hope so. Yes. I will be hosting later this year another father's group. Um, okay. Tentatively, right now, we're going to start in October, and it's going to be once or twice a month. And it's going to be live, in person, at the, and also on Zoom. Yeah. We can't make it. So we're going to get back to in in person uh, meetings and. Okay, well that'll be good. That that'll be in the Helsinki area for the in person stuff. Yeah. Yes. At, at the Familia office. Okay. So I guess we can talk a little bit about what that experience was like those three weeks and everything. It was just it was very good. We had we had people really opening up and being you know, very transparent about the things that are good, the things that are bad in their lives. Uh, you know, you were able to talk about if you had issues with your spouse or, you know, if you were just finding yourself really in a bad place trying to handle the the challenges of parenthood. Some people uh, are having their first kid. Other people, they had kids for a long time and they had multiple kids. So it was really a variety of guys all, all talking. And it was really good. We were all very supportive of one another. And I think we, we made connections to people. And uh, I want to make sure that people, uh, I don't know how many people listening in the audience um, are fathers themselves, but at the very least, you might be married to a father <laughs> or, or have you know somebody that you can let know about this. And I want to make sure that people are aware that this is available because there's, there's all sorts of uh, parenting groups and uh, I've been in some of them where I was the only guy who who came into the meeting or something, and um, it's nice to have something that's you know specifically for the fathers because I don't know how many are out there that that realize that it's there and it, they might feel more comfortable if it is just fathers, and especially if it's something that's uh, the doors are closed, nobody's going to hear what you have to say, we're not going to judge you, and we're all here to just support one another. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly, Matt. Exactly. Uh, they, we wanted to create a safe space. Familia is really good <clears throat> uh, for putting together these groups and finding uh, group leaders. And uh, I mean, that's their whole mission statement, basically, is to help multicultural families, all, all the whole family, you know, the mom, the dad, children, right. help them also integrate into to, to Finnish society right and and uh, hopefully you know after a lot of these you know meetings and programs you know they they take on more of an active citizenship and uh, so I'm just very happy that I was able to do that I'd like to also say that uh, I was trained to be a peer group leader by the Finnish Refugee Council. And I just want to say how great that organization is. And they have uh, training programs for people to to go out and volunteer and uh, be competent about it. So uh, 
if anyone's listening and you want to volunteer and and uh, with Familia or get trained with uh, Finnish Refugee Council, I highly recommend it. And it's just another way to to get out and go and meet people and uh, see what you have to offer Finland and what Finland can offer you as well. How can others get involved with with Familia? Uh, which I'm trying to remember. This. I think it's Familia underscore RU for Instagram. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same for like Twitter, but Instagram is probably the best way to follow anyway. And they, they post things and people can go on to, it has a link to their website and stuff like that. So you can always email somebody or reach out directly to the, to the account to get questions answered. So if anybody's interested in finding out more about any of their programs, but you know, you can always ask and find out like, when is the father's stuff going to be more, you know, I, I want to stay in the loop. They'll ask you for your email address and maybe you'll get, get something. So you don't have to remember October or, or, or anything like that. Um, and I think I'm sure they're going to post something so that people can start to register for that at some point. I don't know when that'll be, but maybe in September if it's going to be in October. So mm-hmm. that's probably the best way for, for that. I, I suppose I'm answering my own question, I guess. <laughs> There is a training uh, for peer group uh, leader coming up, coming up at Finnish Refugee Council. Okay. Coming up, maybe it's next month. I I saw a friend at Apipusto Festival, uh, Elephantisi Festival on Saturday, last Saturday. And she told me that she actually saw my picture in the Finnish Refugee Council website or something like this. And, uh, and she's taking, she's in social service too. She just got her master's. Okay. And she's going to be taking this uh, course. It's a two-day course, Saturday and Sunday. And then they give you a certificate. And then from there, you can choose to go into their directory, which is where I am. It's where Familia found me. They're like, oh, da, 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 da. oh you know, this guy looks like, you know, he could work. He, you know, he's talking about integration and kids and all that. Okay, sure. We, you know, so they, they contacted me and I was like, yep, let's do it. And, uh. Yeah, so uh, I did. All right. So you're saying that if people were interested in actually becoming a peer group leader, they should go reach out to the the Finnish Refugee Council, and there's going to be something maybe as early as next month that they could. Right. Exactly. All right. It's all free. Excellent. Even even the even the donuts and coffee they give. Well, there you go. If you didn't need another reason to go, you get some coffee, coffee and donuts. You know, the staples of any training sessions. Absolutely. Uh, the fuel. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I highly recommend it. Or or and uh, you know I also recommend to to go and see what Familia has to offer to you and your family. You know, there yeah. might be group activities. There's definitely group activities for all of your 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 whole family, but there's also breaks down. There's some activities for just uh, the father or the the mother or even the kids. You know, so there's all sorts of different things going on. Yeah, I mean, I can say I speak from experience that I've I've participated in a whole bunch of um, familia groups, and they've all been great. Every single one of them has been well worth every bit of the time that you know you spend doing it you know it's like an 
hour long call or something like that. You, you meet a lot of great people. You hear stories. Uh, you get to be, you, you get to be heard as well. Uh, you find out a lot of information and it's just, it makes you feel a lot better and helps you, you know, solve your own problems. I think it's, it's been really great for, for everything so far in my, in my first year of parenting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And you know, it's only smart to use all the resources that you have at your disposal. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Otherwise, you know, especially if you're going through some things, you know, it could, it could be anything. It could be financial, it could be emotional, it could be mental. So, you know, there's help for people out there. Yeah. And they just, if they know where to look. And uh, the first place I would recommend is going to the website, the hell.fee. And from there you can find, you know, and uh, find a lot of programs also. All right. So what do you think are some of the biggest challenges that international or multicultural fathers are facing in Finland? Well, it could be a couple things, and, and it depends on your situation. My situation is different than your situation. Right. Because my situation is I am not with the mother of the children. You know, the children do not live with me, and I have to go see them. Uh so I have different uh, obstacles than you you do. That's right. But I would say one underlying common factor is well the happiness that you have here in Finland. And as as far as because uh, there's a lot of fathers who come here with their Finnish mate, and the Finnish mate is no longer in the picture. And so these fathers are living here by themselves, you know, away from their children and get to see them whenever they can. So they have a problem without, you know, just getting, you know, really sad, you know, might be some anxiety. And a lot of them don't speak, not only do not do not speak Finnish, but they also maybe do not speak English too. And I saw some of these kind of fathers when I was at the, uh, Finnish language school. There's several of them, and there's several who are really sad. There's a Saudi Arabian guy who wasn't with the ex. There's a Russian guy. There's a guy from Poland, guy from Czechoslovakia, mm-hmm. uh, guy from Pakistan. All these guys who were no longer with their their uh, the mother of their children, but and these guys weren't as extroverted as. Like I am, I like to go out, meet people, do my thing, dance, sing, whatever it takes. You know, I'm like that. But these these cats, they're not doing that. You know, they're sitting they're sitting home. They're not going out and meeting people. It's not in you know. It's, it's they may be an extrovert, but they just they're not going out in society and they're not interacting with people. So. You, you just keep keep getting rolled over and rolled over and this cycle cycle until they're just like so depressed and so you know lost that uh, sometimes it you know it takes professional help to you know set them straight you know um, so that's that's one of the problems with divorced fathers now fathers who 
live with their children in a multicultural family, they might have a uh, different set of problems. Uh, also, maybe not meeting friends. Their, their family is their social circle because they don't really, their whole time is spent with the kids or at the job or trying to find a job. So there's no time to go out and meet people or anything like this. Uh, so it's it's different. And that's what the, the whole mentor thing, the whole peer mentor group is, you know, because everyone has different things going on in their life, you know. And so and and the safe space allows us to 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 talk about it, get out in the open and yeah. maybe come up with some solutions uh, that you, you might not have thought about. And like uh uh, and we've had some great solutions and suggestions, and, and uh, it's just uh, you know. So there's different, there's different things, there's different things, but also the, the being multicultural family, you have to balance the different cultures. The def, you know, by definition, multicultural means you're going to have at least two cultures that. Or want to maybe instill into the children, so you have to find a balance there. You know, uh, do I talk them to in my language? Do I talk them to in the Finnish language? Do I talk, you know, combination of language? Right. You know, so uh, it, it, you know what kind of it could be anything from religion to to education preferences. So there's all there's a lot of different things uh, that that come up because a lot of these multicultural couples families it's not like they know know each other since high school it's nothing like it's not like that you know like maybe me or you might have dated our high school girlfriend or college girl you know here it's like you might meet someone and then like a year later you have a baby and like you're still trying you're still learning each other's like ways and all this i know i was quite quick my uh within a month and a half this was in India within a month and a half, you know, she was pregnant. And so I was like barely knew her. Yeah. And, uh, and so that was a, that was difficult. And, uh, I gotta say, like, if I did know her, there's no way I would have been with her, <laughs> you know, there's yeah. absolutely no way. But, uh, this is the, this is the lot I've been given and I'm very happy and, blessed to have two awesome young daughters galaxy is nine years old and gaia is six and i love them so much and so uh i'm i'm here to support them so there's different there's different uh you know different hurdles depending on the situation but but there are so many different hurdles there's so many more than a regular cultural a unicultural, if you will, um, family. Yeah. <laughs> if, that, if that's a word. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so already there's going to be difficulties because of that. So, so thank goodness there are NGOs like Familia and other NGOs are recognize that and like offer services. And they, you know, they offer counseling too mm-hmm. at, at uh, some of these NGOs and the government offers it also, you know, so, uh, it's, uh, it's wise to take 
advantage of these programs that the government or NGOs offer for free and uh, help to keep your marriage and family on the same page. You might have different religious ideas, like I said, different educational preferences, but at the end of the day, we're here for the children. And that is uh, the most important thing. Yeah. Well, I think I'd also like to say to people that, you know, we're living in this time now where, you know, with, especially with social media and stuff, people tend to only put the good stuff out where everybody can see. And it gives people this false uh, sense of reality about just about everything, but especially like relationships. Mm -hmm. And people start to think that as soon as you have like a fight in your relationship, that that must mean that there's something wrong or whatever. It's like, no, 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 this is all very normal. This is healthy. This is okay. And it's things that you can work on and it's okay to feel a certain way. It's okay to be upset and everything else. And that's what is great about these groups is that it gives you an opportunity to talk with other people and to realize that you're not really the only person going through this kind of stuff. Exactly. There's a lot of people, pretty much everybody mm -hmm. is at some point in their life going through these kinds of things. And uh, I think that people sometimes need a reminder about that because it's so easy to just kind of get this distorted perception of the world through the lens that we tend to be seeing it through. Right. And, and, and Matthew, this last year and a half hasn't been easy for anybody, you know, yeah. so you have that to add on to already like these other, you know, uh, obstacles that you have to, you know, hop over. So I would say to everyone to like take care of themselves so they can take care of other people, you know, the fathers and the mothers take care of your, your physical, emotional, mental health. That way you're better able to, you know, deal with people, life situations. You won't get triggered so easily. And it's, 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 it's very okay to not be okay. Right. And so, yes. I have even like gone and seen a psychiatrist and I don't mind saying that I'm, I'm in, I didn't start doing it until I actually went to a mental health class at, at my university. I'm like, you know what? I need to check this out. <laughs> I need to like, maybe I needed some mental health here, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, it's, uh, you know, especially this last year has been like really unique and just, uh, stressful and you know parents are staying home with their kids you know kids going to school through the, the laptop not for kindergarten teachers no because they sent them all to the teachers and like you know because parents need to work so right. send the kids to, to the babysitter daycare <laughs> <laughs> you know so um, yeah, the daycares are only closed for like maybe two weeks and then they've opened up for the, the whole time. They've been, we've been open this whole time. All right. Well, do you have, uh, anything else you want to share or? No, I would just, I would just like, uh, 
people that come here and move here, I would like them to get out into into society. Sign up for sports league. Go 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 to a, a, a climbing gym, which I will be doing Friday. Go to like a, you know, get out there, do some exercise, meet some people, and uh, there's so much stuff to do. You can you can sign up for everything from softball to league to, to soccer to cricket. For crying out loud, they like they have everything here, and and not just in the summer, also in the winter, because I know people get seasonal disposition where it gets dark, it gets cold, and they get depressed. Well, it's I'm not going to tell anyone to let the weather tell you if you're happy or sad, but I would say uh, you're in Finland now. It's going to happen, so. There's no sense worrying about it. What you can do is figure out what to do during it, and uh, it stay active is is a huge part. And uh, so there's yeah. there's Finland's Finland's basically been here its whole life. So people know what to <laughs> what to do <laughs> during the dark months. They fi- right, they figured right. it out, you know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and um, there's always something to do. Yeah, yeah, there is something to do, and Finland's really good with that. You know, a lot of uh, extracurricular activities and and all these different things and uh, yeah absolutely yeah yeah definitely all right do you do you have uh social media and stuff that you if anybody wants to follow you or reach out to you email you anything do you want to drop any of that right now yeah you can they can find me on my facebook my name is early artists you can find me at uh if you have any questions you can early artists uh, at Gmail, that's early, like early in the morning. Artist A R T I S, and one word. And uh, I'd be happy to answer any questions. You can reach out to, to Matthew if you can't find me, and uh, he'll get the message to me. Yeah, and I'll get it to you. Exactly. I'm, I'm I'm always willing to help. If you got questions about the education system here, if you have questions about activities to do. Uh, if any questions about coming here to Finland, being new and figuring out what to do, I see I see some Facebook posts of parents still not in the countries. They're like, how's the schools out there? What should I do? And so, you know, a lot of times I'll answer, a lot of people answer, but I'll answer, you know, here's, here's, you know the school system is great and, and you should do this and, you know, and talk to these people and, you know, maybe get some Kella money reimbursed for you for the daycare and all this. So, if anyone has any questions about family or education, activities, sports, art, activities, you know, uh, that they can get into, just uh, message me and I, I would be very glad to help because I have been there and uh, I think I'm on my way now. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing everything with us. Thank you, Matthew. I had a I had a great time talking with you. Thanks, and I hope we get some some people to sign up for the upcoming uh, fathers group stuff from Familia, and I'll definitely uh, participate in that myself. So, I'll be I'll be a Zoom caller though, because I'm in Pori. So, <laughs> yeah. all right, yeah, all right. Well, great. Thank you very much. All right, Moika Nahadampian. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts and other podcast providers. For more information, follow our Instagram at mastering.finland.podcast, subscribe to our monthly newsletter and keep an eye on our website masteringfinland.com. Have a nice day and good luck with your own Mastering Finland story. Bye!